Hello and welcome to Disrupt Your Day. I am your host, Petula Sankar Singh. Today, our entrepreneur guest is Lynn. Lynn will be talking about her journey from corporate to becoming an entrepreneur, launching several businesses, um, her journey through that, as well as any struggles she could share just her overall story and ending with her success. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you on board and hopefully all our entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs can learn something amazing from you. So when you, when you're ready, let's hear. Sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be now calling myself an entrepreneur because I wasn't always. Okay. Um, I spent my 30-year career in advertising in the corporate world, mm-hmm. which was, um, as you probably can imagine, very testosterone-heavy. Oh, yes. <laughs> very testosterone-heavy, uh-huh. especially when I started out, because um, it's been a while. Um, and I, I actually loved it. I loved working in advertising. I loved building brands. I loved using creativity as a business tool. So that was all like really fun. And I really loved working on such a variety of businesses, which you get to do in advertising. Cause you, you get to work on tampons, liquor, uh, you know, beauty cars, whatever you want. So it's, it's actually a really interesting business. Um, but I guess, uh, I'll fast forward to mm-hmm. where I am now a little bit, um, okay. because in 2018, I was running a very large agency um, okay. and was not enjoying it so much because, you know, I think people assume that once you get to be more senior, you get to like live a glamorous life and go death bed <laughs> and, you know, get to yeah. with celebrities and stuff like that. And that just doesn't happen. Oh, really. man. <laughs> not in my life, maybe other people, but not, not so much for me. So um, instead, I was spending a lot of my time doing, you know, operational, boring, finance, oh. HR, legal, you know, that kind of stuff. And not really why I got into the business, you know, right. it was felt like I was like, it, it was like a different job. Mm-hmm. So I decided, why am I doing this? I'm getting too old. And you know what? I'm impatient (laughs) and I want control of my life back. Mm -hmm. So I quit in 2018. Good for you. Thank you. Um, And I started doing some consulting with startups, which was fun because I have all this experience, right? In marketing and advertising. And I really wanted to help the small business owners Mm -hmm. and help the founders who didn't have that you know, experience. So it was great. And I felt like I could really make a dent. Um, and then I met my co-founder James for my hair care business. Um, and he'd been working, he's like a nutty professor. He's oh my God. in the best way. Yeah. And he'd been working on our hair care formulations for about 10 years and just really didn't know how to commercialize them, which of course is what I know how to do. Mm-hmm. So we just got on like a house on fire and we decided to launch a company together and then it's been full steam ahead. I mean, it has been crazy. That is amazing. So did you guys decide to go brick and mortar or online? So we decided to be what I call DTC plus, which means 
primarily online, mm-hmm. but we're still in a few salons. We are in some brick and mortar because I think these days people want to have the convenience of having brands be where they are. And, and just go pick it up, right? <laughs> sometimes it's online. I mean, we're on Amazon for that reason, because that's where people shop. Is that's where, that's where our competitors are. So it's like, you kind of, I just think you kind of have to be there. So so yeah, so we're, we're both, um, we launched at New York fashion week, which was very much offline, but this <laughs> yeah. was pre COVID. This was in February of 2020, mm-hmm. you know? So when we launched, it was like, you know, we're, we're, we're doing shows at New York fashion week in these small rooms. And it was only a few weeks before really COVID the COVID lockdown kind of hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting time time for us, for sure. Especially to launch, yes, 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 yes. So since you guys have started, um, I know you all decided to do this, and you know, been working on it for now what a year, a little over a year. Well, we started in 2018. It took us about yeah, it took us about 18 months because whenever anyone asks me about launching a business, you know, you always have to remember all the boring stuff. Yes. Like you have to get a trademark and you have to get your <laughs> operational stuff set up and your tax structure set up and your corporation set up and, you know, all that stuff that I don't like personally, but you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it takes time. And then of course, when you're doing an e-com business, which a lot of businesses are, you need to have a website, yes. you need to have all the right plugins, all the right tools, all the right, you know, Yes. widgets and things like that yeah. <laughs> are all working. And so that takes some time to figure out. And then of course you need fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out how you're going to ship the stuff. Yeah. Yes. yes, um, yes. So that, that's the whole thing. Um, so everything takes, it, it ends up taking a lot longer than you realize is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, often a lot of people have this vision and they just want to jump straight into it and they don't even think about that. <laughs> Um, and later on then they start thinking oh crap I didn't do this I didn't do that so it's great that you guys took the time to do that within that time and launching and now you're out there into the universe what would you say was the hardest part of the struggle um like from then to now boy I would say sorry for my dog he's just um, adorable but he's loud um (laughs) I would say the hardest part was just, just trying to figure out where the world was going and the market was going, because when we launched, we had a strong, um, salon, you know, business plan, Oh, which, okay. which and we all know salons, you know, had a tough year last year. Right. Yeah. So we had to kind of re reevaluate, revisit, look at e-commerce, look at our content, look at our customers, like just basically just pivot. Yeah, yeah. We weren't really able to do everything we wanted. We were lucky. We got a partnership with Spoken Wheel Salons, okay. which is great. They have eight salons across the U.S. And then we're also in Dream Dry Salons. But um, I would say just being able to sort of anticipate what's next has been the hardest challenge yes. because, you know, you want, you want to stay ahead. And if you're like me, you know, you, you're a little type A, you want to plan yeah. it out. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Very hard to do that these days. You kind of have to be willing to just sort of like go with the flow and let it all happen and do your best, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, 
when we think that everything's shifting and, you know, we're post COVID, <laughs> it doesn't seem like that's going to be what's happening for the rest of the year. And who knows what 2022 is going to hold for us. Right. Exactly. Um, so with your experience from shifting from corporate to now running your own business and finally entrepreneur, um, and having all the marketing advertising behind you, what would you, um, what would be your advice to um, an entrepreneur who's now starting off as far as getting their brand out there? Yeah, it's a really good question. So I would say, first of all, make sure you have a viable brand idea and and brand story, brand positioning, because a lot of times I'm not going to embarrass anyone, but I have met with some founders who I'm sorry, their ideas were not good. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, and you just kind of cringe because you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. They love it <sighs> along with two other people, maybe but it's not scalable. It's not scalable. Right. So I think the first, the first thing you got to do is make sure you actually have a viable business idea that people want and that are, you know, willing to pay for, and you can scale. Cause otherwise you're going to be spending a lot of time, you know, hitting your head against the wall. And then work on your brand positioning and your brand story. What makes you different? Mm. What are your values? Those things are things that should really be your pillars of your communication. And then from there, there's a lot you can do that is scrappy and bootstrapped and low cost. So you don't need to spend a ton of money on the marketing side. You can do podcasts. Yes. It's a great right. way to tell your story. Um, so yeah, I love doing podcasts. You could do podcasts, you could do articles, you could do blogs, you could do collaborations. We do a lot of live streaming. We're on oh, IG nice. Live, we're on Talk Shop Live, we're on Spin Live, we're on all sorts of so there's a lot of interesting new platforms that are, you know, kind of in a more of a social selling model. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I mean, and most of them are easy for small brands like mine to get on. You know, they charge you a percent of sales. So you're not having to pay like a subscription fee or something. Um, and you see if it works and you experiment. That's great advice. That is very good advice. And I understand what you're saying because I have, because people who sign on to my platform, I work with them one-on-one or my coaches, you know, as consultant, um, not a coach actually, but a consultant and look at their brand, look at the story. um, And oftentimes they can't even tell their own story, right? (laughs) They can't even really, I was like, how would you pitch to me? And then they would say something. I was like, I have no idea what you said. Oh, what that meant. Um, but having them put for me, what's been powerful is having them put it down in writing, you know, that paper to pen, you know, whether it's a computer, I'm just saying, and yeah. actually ask them the questions. It's getting them to think about their brand and helping them to see, because a lot of them will just fill it out like blindly. Cause like you said, they love it. <laughs> And right. they think it sounds great. And then they'll turn it into to me. And I'll re- I said, would you mind if I read it back to you? And I think that's like one of the most powerful things that I've done with them. So that is some excellent advice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And then for yourself. So um, how, how do you celebrate your wins? Because I know being an entrepreneur, sometimes we just are going, 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 going. And we don't take time and just 
sit back and say, wow, this was a great week. So how do you celebrate your wins? You know, I need to do more of it. You're reminding me actually right now that I don't do enough because I am very much a production oriented person. Yes. I like to get stuff done. Um, but I think uh, life is short and we should be stopping to celebrate that. And we should also figure out, I need to do this better, but like balancing out self-care mm. so that it's not, you know, like taking that time to decompress. Yes. Um, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy my glass of wine. That is celebrate my win. And, um, and also just what's the beauty I will say of having your own business is you get to decide who you want to work with. Oh my God. Right. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. You don't have to work with people you don't like. You don't have to work with toxic people. You can really craft your life and your social life and your personal life as well around more positivity. And that's what I've tried to do. And, And now in my entrepreneurial life is work with people that are supportive and we build each other up. Yes. And, yes. and so that's when you're talking about celebrating wins, I think I, I like to be with my team, you know, and oh, that's great. Yeah. Cause it's, it's nice. So give us a quick sh- um, snapshot about your products. Like what do you yeah. guys offer and um, what do people love about, about them? Yeah. So um, Masami is it's clean premium hair care. We have a Japanese ocean botanical. That's all about weightless hydration. The keyword being weightless because a lot of moisturizing products weigh your hair down. Yes, it does. Um, so our products do not, and they don't have sulfates, parabens, or phthalates. So mm-hmm. they're clean, they're salon quality. Um, but people really love, um, I think the performance they're, um, you know, when you use our products, they really make your hair hydrated from the inside out and healthy. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to wash your hair as much. I mean, you and I were talking about that earlier, but like, <laughs> and it's kind of funny for me, you know, I have a hair care brand and I'm telling you not to wash your hair as much, but <laughs> your hair is healthy and hydrated. You don't need to. Exactly. And so the products really do transform your hair. And people tell me that they feel like they never have a bad hair day anymore because Ooh, I like it. Yeah. It's, and it doesn't break by the way. That's another thing. It, it sort of helps you with, if you have hair fall or breakage or, you know, it, it, because when your hair is hydrated, the, the strands are, are, are stronger, you know, they're, yes. they're not, they're not going to break. So that's, so that's kind of the, the trick of our products, but, um, they're, you know, we're vegan, we're cruelty-free, we're gender oh, neutral, we're all, all that good. So we have actually a lot of men love us. Oh my God. That's so yeah, amazing. So. I'm going to have to get some of your products and try it myself considering. Yeah. <laughs> your hair would love it. Yes. 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 That's awesome. So I like to celebrate wins. Um, that with your team is a win. I also like to celebrate success. So at this point in your journey, what would you consider as your success? Boy, I would say getting, getting our um, loyal Mm -hmm. customer base to where it is, is I think my biggest, our, our biggest success, meaning we have a lot of repeat customers who love our business, uh, our, our products and our, our brand and our business. And um, to me, that's the best Testament Mm -hmm. because, you know, there are a lot of businesses that launch and if you don't, have put it this way if you're spending all your time having to acquire new customers all the time yeah you're never going to have a profitable business 
Yes. So, so for me, it was really important to have a business where people come back, they like it, they, they want the products, they feel really good about using the products. And I mean, there are some of our customers who are like, it's almost like a cult status. They buy so much. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> I know. So to me, that, that's the best definition. I mean, we have other successes around, you know, retail partnerships and other things okay. we're doing. But um, but I think I, I go back to the customers. To me, that's the most satisfying. Oh, my God. Retention, right? Yeah. Uh, I talk about that all the time to um, my partners. Um or the people who subscribe, the business owners, but some of them don't understand. One girl is just selling a downloadable and I'm like, well, what are they going to do after that? Right. <laughs> you know, right. like you're making the money now, but how are they going to come back to you? What's the next step? You know, so that's awesome that you guys have um, customers that keep coming back and love your product. But that in itself says a lot about your product, right? Yeah, I hope yes. so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, with that said, um, we want to celebrate you and your company and the success. It seems like you guys are doing so amazing on your journey. Um, so thank you again for joining us. I like to do it with a toast at the end. Um, I actually have a small little brief thing I wrote about a wine I chose for like yourself oh. and your business. So I'd like to share that with you. So I actually chose a Cabernet, a red a cab, uh, which is rich and red, right? Um, it seems like you have an attention to details. You're also very classy with a, with, and love learning and exploring the world around you. Um, and you're a pr proud of your experiences, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> um, and it's helped you throughout your journey. So with that said, I want to toast with you. As I Thank you. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers. And thank you again for being part of this journey with us and this podcast and please um we'll share your link and everything and when we launch the podcast on the bottom of every um of this particular podcast so people can get in touch with you and your hair products so thank you so much for joining us that was so fun thank you thank you